Welcome to Wake Up with Wesley. I'm Wesley and you're in for a treat. I'm sitting here with Ben Harris, the fear guy. Wes, hello. Hi. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi. So you guys, I've been on Ben's podcast. It was like, what, two two years ago almost to the date we recorded. Yeah, so we recorded that episode on 11-11-2020. And it is, what is today? 11- Today's the 10th. <gasps> what? Yep. Wow, I didn't know it was that close. What are the odds, man? That is yeah, weird. We have exactly two years. That's cool. So your mm-hmm. podcast is called The Fear Alchemist. The Fear Alchemist. Yeah. So when you were on it, it was called Feeling Free. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can find it either way. But yeah, if people want to search it, it's called Yeah, The Fear Alchemist. And I I can't remember what we called the episode. But yeah, if you just search, it Wes's was an name. early one. Yeah, I feel like it was an earlier one when you just start, and I had just yeah. started too. We uh-huh. were like figure <clears throat> this stuff out together. <laughs> I'm gonna drink a lot in this when I'm like recovering from a sickness, but. Ben, mm. we're talking about fear today. We are. You are the fear guy himself. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so why fear? Why out of all the things in the world, why yeah. have you honed in on fear? I mean, it really is a great question. Like people tend, people do ask me this question a lot. Like why fear? Uh-huh. Why not the freedom guy? You know, <laughs> it's like, and part of it is like, because it just is like, it was just supposed to be this. Mm-hmm. Like the story of how I found it, it was actually um, March of 2020. And so obviously when it was literally right before, right as the world shut down. So I did my first retreat ever in March, 2020. And I quit my job in 2019 to pursue a business that I wasn't making any money in yet. Okay. And I was literally just like, I'm just going to do it. Like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. I can't be at this job anymore. Like no reserves. Like it was like a leap of faith type of... I mean, hell a leap of... So I didn't have... I wasn't making any business revenue, okay. but I did have money saved. Um, And so that's even a story. Like all that money has been spent, <laughs> you know, but it's like... um, And then through certain things, I learned... I kept experimenting with fear specifically. Okay. And then right when I came back to the retreat, I actually came back... I was nomadic in 2020. And then, so when the world shut down, I came to my mom's and she lives in Pleasant Grove, Utah. So just down the road. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, so right when the world shut down, like I think I was meditating and just like the fear guy just came into my awareness and I was just like, oh, that's it. And I rebranded my whole business within like a week or two. And then from that point, like I, you know, I started coaching. Like I wasn't a coach or anything. I was just trying to do like a typical business thing. And then that was like, oh, you found your calling. Like I mm-hmm. signed four clients in one week as soon as I rebranded. So I'm like, okay, something's here. Yeah. But specifically why I love fear so much of what I've learned about it is it's literally the the root of all suffering. And it's the reason why we don't do, be, or say what we want. Yeah, I can vouch for that. You actually say yeah. this, and I think it's like a beautiful way to say it, but you mm-hmm. say um, that the cave we fear to enter most in our life holds the treasures that we seek. Yeah, so that's a Joseph Campbell quote. Okay. Yeah, and the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. And that's true for you. It's actually true for me. It's true for everyone. But explain <laughs> that. Why? Why? Yeah. Because the fear, like normally to me, our fears mm. are the things that could potentially blow up our lives. If we speak, if we act, if we engage with our fears, the risk, to me, risk and fear go hand in hand. Yeah. 
And it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. And like people really can blow up their lives. So I'm sure that as like the mm-hmm. fear guy, the coach of this stuff, <laughs> yeah. you come up against a lot of people being like, well, yeah, I know this is my fear, but if I do this, it could cause blah, blah, A, B, C, D, E of this horrific domino effect. Mm-hmm. And what, how do, how do you, how do you help me? How do you help <laughs> us? How do you help them? How do you help yourself? Like, have uh-huh. you ever seen this blow up someone's life? Like you enter the fear and then their life crumbles. I mean, yes, but it's the best crumbling, right? It's like you lose everything. We were talking about this before we recorded, right? It's like you've built this home, right? (laughs) Okay, you guys. So Ben, we recorded in my (laughs) old house. Yeah. And it's just been a short two years in our Mm -hmm. life. It looks fundamentally different. Yeah. And so you were speaking to that, like different life in two years flat. What's that like for you? And I was kind of like, um... It's great, and I would give it all away tomorrow in, in a real way, mm-hmm. in a real way. Yeah, and so it's like, that's the same thing. Like, if everything crumbles, it's because it's, like, it's supposed to, and it's probably not really, it's not really what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, on like for real, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know most human beings are not doing what they truly want. Like, really, though. They might yeah. think that they are, but they're living based on a structure and a program and like, oh, I got to do this because this is what's expected of me. And this is the right thing to do. Well, they say like modern day slavery is a salary. Yeah. Like (laughs) it is. And I mean, I can attest to that. I mean, it's scary. See, this is the thing, right? It's going to be scary either way, but if we just rewind, let's rewind back to like, just what is fear? Like if you just ask the question, what is fear? Mm -hmm. It's so we have two main um, things to do. Like, remember human beings are like an animal. We are a species of just like, like a deer or a dog. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like our minds are definitely more developed, but we're still an animal. And our two main drive drivers are to survive and to procreate. Yeah. Right. And so the number one primal feeling is to literally survive which is fear. Like literally fear is there to keep us driven. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there to keep us alive. Like literally our first and only, not only, but the first and most powerful human like driver is fear because it's there to keep you alive. So you can just keep the species alive and, and flourishing and all the things like that. And so of course, like that's helpful when it's actually like a dangerous situation but it's not like we are, I mentioned a deer, I guess we'll just keep using a deer as an example. Like when you, like when a deer senses or like a threat or sees like a, something trying to attack it and eat it, it runs and then it's done. Like it evades the danger and then it's done. It actually shakes it off. Yeah. Have you, you, do you know that? Yeah. Like it literally, like, or if it gets hit, right. Or you see uh-huh. a dog, like that's why they like the nervous shake. system. It yeah. literally shakes it off. That's why people say, shake it off, shake it off, shake uh-huh. it off, move on with your life. Don't let it affect you anymore. But we don't do that. No. <laughs> like, I mean, this is part of the gift of the human experience, but like, you know, anim- deer and other animal, they don't like host like they probably don't have like an inner child version of a deer. <laughs> they don't like, remember their little deer selves the first time they got <laughs> shot at by a hunter and it like recalls that memory. But who knows? I mean, they might have some of that, but it's like, but humans, right, is that we carry that for the rest of our life. Yeah. 
And so like, and, and now in modern society is that, and how the mind is, how the mind works based on, you know, our, like, again, like to survive is to always look for threats. And so now like, it's not just, oh, something's attacking me. I run and then I'm good. It's literally all over the place, right? It says it's on social media. It's what does my religion think? It's what do my parents think? I just told Ben I'm scared of taxes. I'm like, shit, <laughs> I am terrified. Yeah. I think I messed up my tax form. Mm-hmm. Ter- tr- when I tell you true fear, yeah. true fear about taxes, <laughs> death yeah. and taxes. Death but and taxes. it's just like every single day coming at us in all the different forms, yeah. especially with social media, like having like a public forum about your past behaviors, your future behaviors, people putting their opinions about you online. It's just, I think it's hitting us in every single direction all day long. And I think we're at the point in our society where we're like reaching our limit. It's not healthy for us. We're all feeling it. There's a reason that you were called to this work. And within a week, you said you have four clients. Like people are feeling how unhealthy this is, how unnatural. And I don't think we really, we weren't taught how to navigate this. No, (laughs) we definitely weren't. And I know that's part of not my only reason of being here, right? But I know that's definitely a big thing of like, yeah, how do you navigate it? Because it literally is everywhere. And people, like a lot of people say, well, I'm not afraid or I'm not a fearful person. But how I put it, like if you are avoiding like if you change your mind or if you're avoiding doing something because you're trying to like avoid a negative consequence, mm-hmm. that is a fearful response, mm-hmm. right? So if like, if I'm not sharing my full truth to my partner or to like, if I'm holding back or if I'm not showing up in a certain way mm-hmm. or I don't go for the promotion or if I don't leave the job, like all these things that you truly really want to do. And if you don't do them, the reason is because you're afraid. Okay, I have, I have a question for mm-hmm. you. I'd like love to hear your thoughts on this. So I, I've been doing deep energetic work this past year. I've talked about it kind of on the show, mm-hmm. like deep shit. It's not been fun. It's kind of like going right to all of my fears. And then um, being really precise with my vocabulary. In that practice, I've discovered that what I would call political correctness, politeness, kindness was actually disguised as fear-based um, thinking. Mm-hmm. But I it's so tricky. Fear can be so tricky because I'm telling myself like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm not going to interject myself here and I and my ego can say, well, I'm just so thoughtful. I'm just yes. not going to be rude. And when you really 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 sit with yourself and you have the tools to acknowledge like what is what is real for you and what is a lie, when I sink into that, it's not politeness. It's not a kindness. It is directly associated to my fear. My yeah. fear of connection, vulnerability, being a burden. Yeah. Um, disguised as politeness. Yeah. And that is so, it can get fucking tricky, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. But that's what's so cool about it, right? Is like, like another thing I believe is that fear reveals where you're not free. So, oh, I love I love that. Right. So it's literally like, and same thing with like why the world is so anxious and stressed. Again, it's all fear, right? Is because you're doing something that's not truly aligned with your soul. Mm-hmm. Is like you look at, like if you study the body's uh, 
system, like stress is fight or flight. Like it's sensing that something's wrong and it needs to change it. Mm -hmm. Because like, and what is fear? It's fight or flight. It's the same response in the body. What is anxiety? Like I believe that anxiety is an anticipation of what is going to go wrong. Like a future fear. Yeah. Uh Like it's a fear of the future. And it's like, okay, I need to protect myself from something that hasn't happened yet. So something bad doesn't happen. That's all fear is, is like trying to protect you from something bad happening from you being hurt or like a negative consequence. So that's why you, right, are like, well, I want to be polite because I don't want to be rude. But really it's like, I mean, we can go into it, right? But it's probably like, for me, I definitely under, like I've been a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I want to be loved. Yep. That's what it is for me. And and it, and then it hits on safety too, because it's... Mm-hmm. It's safer to be liked. It's act, it feels dangerous to be in confrontation. It feels dangerous to be yeah. in conflict. So it's so fear-driven. And it's yep. so fake. <laughs> yeah. It is so fake. Mm-hmm. And I can get in a shame cycle about that. But like I I really have mm-hmm. to go back to my like little kid self and be like, oh no, you're just trying to be safe. Yeah. You were doing what you you could to be safe in the moment. But how how mm-hmm. do you I guess when someone's really ready to start (laughs) looking at like their motives in life. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you not doing the things that you're doing? I I'm assuming that that's when the concept of fear and like the self, you really have to grapple with what your motives are in your life. Like, how do you, I guess, how do you start that process? My mom is calling me, you guys. (laughs) What's your, what's your, how, how do you hold people's hand through this process? So this is cool. Like, I mean, they definitely have to be ready, right? When, cause a lot of the healing stuff, like if you say just start meditation or just start journaling or all the things, it's like, it's a roundabout way of essentially address like the fear response, right? Is because then you begin to feel safe to like address them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's what's so like, it's ironic about all these things. But why I mentioned that is that you, to literally address fear specifically, it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. I mean, but that's the whole point, right? Like, I mean, that's what courage is. It's not an absence of fear is that you feel the fear and you do it anyway. So, and like, you can't have courage without fear. Like if you weren't afraid, then it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's another another thing that people don't realize is like, why you feel afraid is because you care about the thing. It's like, that's like fear showing you what you desire. Like you don't want to mess it up. Because you care about it. Because you care about it. Yeah, that makes sense. To like me. you don't care about like, like you're not afraid of losing something you don't really love. True. Right. So True. it's like, so really fear is indicating what I truly desire and love. It's almost like highlighting what you value yes. the most. Exactly. So then what do you do? Because we can know that, right? Like logically, (laughs) I'm like, okay, this really, really scares me. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's do it. I love examples. (laughs) And it's funny because you're a dude. Of course, I feel like I want to do this with a dude because I had a fear of like intimacy with females, like female friendship Mm. felt really intense for me for my whole life. Like I just was like a guy's girl. And in this season of my life, I am 
fully. Like I am that I, I have acknowledged that. I understand my whys. Figuring mm. out the whys were really important for me. And now that I am, I have figured that out. I've ironed it all out in my body and my psyche and my heart and my soul. And I tapped into my desire. Female friendships freaked me out because I want them so badly. Yep. And now I'm a 35 year old woman. My kids are kind of grown. I have a <laughs> little more availability. Not a lot. I'm working. But it's like, oh, I'm like ready to make connections, true, honest, what I would call true friendship connections with females. And I came to that decision. And then like the next thing is take an actionable step. And then I am like, oh, no, like I've I've gone 35 years. I don't want to do that. I just let the people come to me. I don't want to be the initiator. I don't want to, what if they don't want to hang out and I'm calling them and I'm like, am I burdening them? Am I bothering them? And all the things that I know I want to be over and I choose, okay, I'm over that. I'm just going to reach out. And then Tuesday morning comes around. I don't have work and I go to pick up my phone and I'm like, eh, I'll just watch TV and have a relaxed day instead. So what is... Is there a way besides just like fucking kicking yourself in the ass and like mm. coming up with the motivation? Is there a tool, a trick? Do I need accountability? Do I need to call you? Do you need to be my coach and say every Tuesday morning, reach out to a girl that you don't know before and ask her out for lunch? So this is funny, Wes. I was actually going to ask, like while you were talking, I was actually going to ask about your texting your communication. Oh, it's awful. Because like, again, right. It's like, it's not like bad or wrong, but I know like you talk about it openly. Oh, it's the most horrific part <laughs> of my life. I had to hire an assistant to deal with emails. It's like, I can't, I won't, I don't do it. I don't get back to people. And it's like, part of it is like, like you don't have to do that. But like what you said of is that you want to do the thing, but then it's like, no, I'm just going to put my phone aside and watch TV. Mm -hmm. And I call it noble because then I'm because then I'm like being like present. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's funny. Yes. But it's like, I think it's my ego. I'm like, oh, I don't need my phone. Yeah. Oh, I don't need the communication. It's tied to my hip. Yeah. I mean, it's both, right? It's like, yeah, of course, phones are addicting and destructive, but also it's like, it sounds like you truly do want to do this thing. Yeah, it's like I'm you right. want to connect deeply with more women, mm -hmm. and then it's like, well, then I decide not to do it. So it's essentially what I'm seeing is it's like a self sabotaging behavior because mm -hmm. you feel safer not doing it. Yeah. All right. So it's like, and this is cool. I love West. Like, I appreciate you sharing because your awareness, you have such a great great awareness. But that's one thing that everyone can just start being aware of is like, like in the fear alchemy course that I just launched is like, that's the first thing I have people do is literally just start tracking um, your triggers or anytime you don't do the thing that you really want to do. So it's like, I, wait, what are some common tricks? Like what's, what's something that's like a trigger that you come up on often? It's like, that's the thing is like, there's an infinite amount of triggers. So and it, essentially anytime you feel anxious or, okay. or anytime you feel jealous, anytime, even anger, right? Like, Anytime you don't feel present, like if you're going to the future, if you're going into the past, I know that's like a very broad, big statement, but that's what it is, right? Is because you're going somewhere to try and like plan it or figure it out. Okay. I have a, like an example of yeah. this. My friend, Lucy, she has a baby. Mm -hmm. Her name's Betty. And yeah, her baby's that. name is Betty. Uh -huh. And I went to text her the other day because I'm like, oh, I really needed outreach. And it was like middle of the day. It was like one o'clock. And I was like, oh. 
it was a, the thought, the thought was there. The genuine desire was there. And I pick up my phone and I'm like, I'm going to text loose. And then as I'm texting, I look at the time and I'm like, oh, oh, it's probably Betty's nap time. <laughs> and I, she should just have this time to herself. She's a mom. Like she should just, this should be her special time. I'll just wait till like mm-hmm. 2.30. I'm like assuming when Betty wakes up, like I even have an idea. <laughs> I don't even know when Betty naps, but I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just, I'll just give her this window and then I'll text her later and then 2.30, 4.30 and then I forgot and then I move on with my day. Yeah. So it's like that overthinking bullshit. Like it's, I'm in my one. head. I'm in my head about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't do the thing that's actually like a trigger for me. Like that's when I can be like, oh, you're doing the thing, Wes, you're doing the thing. Yeah, right. And because it goes back to, so yeah, essentially just like, just literally starting to track anytime. Yeah, there's like, you get upset, you're overthinking, like really anything, but like, wow, I feel really peaceful and awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Then there's usually, and which is a lot, right? That can be overwhelming to look at all that stuff. But it's literally like, oh, I'm pulling up social media and I'm anxious because I see someone's post and I feel like, you know, a shame cycle or whatever. Or I am nervous, like nervous is a big one. Like I feel nervous to go into work today or like anything. It's like, well, why are you nervous is because you're actually anxious about probably something happening to you. Yeah. So the nervous is like your body's way of making you aware of like, hey, you need to protect yourself and be prepared for this thing. So it's not, again, it's not like a bad thing. It's a way to start paying attention to it so you can bring awareness to it and then heal it, which is what we're doing now of like, so for your example, Wes, is like, and you, this is cool how it's all coming back together because of like what you said of the whole, what, you didn't say people pleasing, caring, what did you say? I don't know what I said. Like you want to, like what's. Oh, I think it's polite. Polite is the word. I feel like it's like the polite and courteous thing to not be like a bother or like, like burden. intrude. You burden. Burden. Yeah, that's the word. I'm like, I just feel the energy of that word. That feels pretty heavy. Yeah. It's a big motivator in my life. I yeah. Think. Like I can like just like feel. <laughs> yeah. I never want to be a burden. Yeah. I can like feel like hyper independent all the way through. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so that's really the motivator, right? Is because, and that is your fear speaking because it's trying to protect you of like, you truly don't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to text this person that I love because I have a fear of being a burden. And then the next question will be like, well, if Wes is a burden, what does that mean about you? Yeah. God. Oof. What do, then? Like, then how that, do you feel? That's, oh, I would hate that. <laughs> that is honestly, yeah. I think Ben, I have not uh-huh. really put this together until I've been like right this second. I think that is maybe the biggest fear of my life to be a mm. burden. Like when I think of my future being like a burden on my kids, like being mm. sick or, or that I would rather just someone take me out back. Like I would <laughs> never want to be a burden. And as yeah. a child, I was the same way. My mom said I would put myself in timeout. I would pu- wow. discipline myself before my parents would have the option. So this is a big one. I think it's like everything. Yeah. So it's like, can I ask you more questions about it? Yeah. So it's like, if you do like, first off, even that sentence, like I am a burden. What does Mm -hmm. that feel like? I think my ego wants to say, I am not a burden to anybody (laughs) because I make sure of that. For sure. For real. Like that's what comes up. Like I make sure. Exactly. To not be that. Right. And so that's again, like there's like, I don't want this to happen. So I'm going to do everything to not make it happen. Mm-hmm. But let's say you are like just that sentence, like 
what does it feel like in your body and where do you uh, feel it? Definitely chest. Definitely heart space. Chest. It kind of feels like despair. Mm. And so like tapping into that feeling of like, I am like, even as a specific example of if your friend Lucy does like, oh, why is, what? I mean, we know, right? Like we know that's most likely not going to happen. Oh, Lucy want like, she wants me to text her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, we know, like, right. We know that like, she's like, one, she's the phone's probably on silent. It's not going to wake up the baby. She can mm-hmm. look at the text and put it down, look at it later. Like we know all the things, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if Lucy were to like look it up and like, oh, like Wes is such a burden. Yeah. Like, what does that actually mean about you? I would. Ha- I just know I would hate it. I would feel like, oh, um, maybe it would. Be, like, I think the feelings, yeah. the underlying feelings, are unwanted. Yeah. And annoying. Like maybe that's uh-huh. what I'm avoiding with. So the you burden. feel unwanted and annoying. I think I fear feeling uh, unwanted and annoying. So essentially, if you're a burden, then you're unwanted. Yes. Okay. And God, this is the process. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> She's gripping the, oh, the chair. <laughs> that is so, it's, it's, it's yeah. like, actually, it's heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. And yeah. th- but that's why we avoid it. Yes. Right. That is what it is. Like to be an annoyance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would and, suck. And so if you are an annoyance and unwanted, like if we just to go one layer deeper, is like, what does that actually prove about you? Mm. Like Probably you, that I'm a fraud. Mm. Like fraudulent in some way, you know? Because I think that I put I think that I feel in my like empowered state, like stable, secure, mm. welcoming, warm, like a caretaker. Yeah. So I think the burden energy is the polar opposite of my empowered state, like of my gifting that I feel like I really value. It okay. is. It's like the absolute polar opposite. Interesting. So like what, what's another word for fraud? Mm. Like fake yeah. or. Yeah. I mean, obviously like inauthentic. That's Lies, of, liar. Mm. So it's, and if you feel like, and even like going back to your childhood. So like not being a burden, like, and this like, right. Is like, this is the, like the light and the shadow and both coexist and both are great. Yeah. Like they're like, you can't have one without the other. They're both real. Yeah. And so it's not that like, Oh, fear shadow. Like you suck. Uh-huh. You know, like it's, um, a beautiful part of the process. And I know you are where, where well, well aware of this and you've shared it, shared about it. It's like loving that part of yourself just as much as the light is a really, really important mm-hmm. aspect of it. So like if you tap into like like as a kid, like if you felt like a fraud or if you felt like an annoyance or if you felt unwanted, unwanted is like standing out for me. Mm-hmm. So like if you're unwanted, what does that actually like mean about Wes? That I'd have to prove effort due to gain acceptance. Yeah. So if you're unwanted, like if you think about like Wes is unwanted, mm-hmm. what else does that mean about you? Does that mean like, that might be the root of it, but like, does that mean you're unlovable? Or does that mean you're just completely... Not bringing value. So Probably invaluable. not bringing value. Yes, probably that. So there's something there too, which value usually has to come with like worthiness. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's what to me usually value usually indicates. You want to know what's so crazy? Mm. This is pretty... So I did, um, I mean, we're not talking about plant medicine, but I did a plant medicine journey mm-hmm. where I went to the womb. 
like the womb, like my mother's womb. Like you were in your mom's womb. Yes. And my dad was 19. My mom was like 21. And it was an unplanned pregnancy. And Mm -hmm. it was so funny because it's my same exact story with my children. Like I totally recreated history. And I, I, as the mother, know it was an unplanned pregnancy. But like there was, I wanted that little baby. We chose to have the baby. There was so much love there. So like I, that was healing for me. And then when I did this journey, I tapped into my little soul self in, in utero. And I'm so sensitive, such like a sensitive person. Mm. I knew then like, holy shit, you're messing up everyone's plans. No one is prepared for this. Just, I almost like took it upon myself to be like, okay, I'll be real easy on them. Like I know I'm screwing mm. up everyone's life. Really. So this is actually, ooh, I just got chills. So like- this is pretty freaking awesome, right? Because that literally goes back to the exact thing you talked about, which, because if it's unplanned, like it doesn't mean that you're not loved, but on some subconscious level, and there's nothing wrong with this. Like me and my partner, Belle, like our pregnancy wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. I mean, how I say it is like, it wasn't planned by us, right? Yeah. Or expected is yes. how I say it. it was divinely planned. It was a surprise. Right, surprise. <laughs> but it's like, but there's still an emotion that like, that's like, you have to still grieve. And like, this wasn't expected. So from your mom and your dad, I imagine there was like a hint at least of like that unwanted feeling. Mm-hmm. Like which, the, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Which isn't wrong. Right. Is like, that's a completely normal human thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then from that, right. Is even from you at the beginning is like, well, I'm going to try and make it easy on people because even me just being here kind of is made a, a disturbance and an annoyance. Yeah. Really so messed that goes, up people's plants. So yeah. So this goes pretty deep, right? It's like literally yeah. your presence could just be a burden. Yep. Which is, that's pretty heavy, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and that goes into like any, anyone listening of all these different things of these essential imprinting or belief systems that we have like how fear works, even if it's a detrimental thing, this is, you know, the ego or the mind or whatever you want to call it is going to protect that at all costs. And that goes back to the texting example. Yes. Right. Is because you, and I know, you know, that it's like not completely true, but like there's somewhere in you that still the deepest, believes deepest that you are a burden. Uh-huh. So it's like, and I'm going to mess up her private alone time. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I'm going to do everything to make sure that I'm not a burden. But the interesting thing, so like, again, that identity or that belief system or whatever you want to call it is so deeply ingrained that it will protect and subconsciously do everything to keep it safe. Mm -hmm. Because that's like, even if like a lot of people that I've come across and worked with is like, even if like you're completely unhappy um, and like you're miserable and suffering, even like chronic illness, I've seen some crazy things of like, it's somehow quote unquote, like serving you Yeah, because it's like for some, like somebody I worked with one time, just to give a real example is that like overeating or like feeling sick was her way of crying out for help and receiving love because she wasn't receiving love in other ways. So this is the way that she received love from her parents. And now, right, it's like you continually to do that 
behavior because it feels normal and safe and that's how you receive love. So to stop doing it feels scary because then you take the risk of not receiving love. Yes. So, but this is part of the process of just going down and asking these questions, which we do in the course of like, well, what is the actual root of it? Because that goes back to your question of, I can know the thing, but you actually might not know the deepest part of it. Yeah. Cause I'm figuring that out right now. Like I know the triggers and I know the fears, yeah. but I'm always like, Oh, okay, whatever, whatever. But like when you get that myopic, like that, <laughs> like yeah. deep, and then I can see how it actually like spills out into every single facet of my life. Like yeah. my, my familial relationships, my friendships, how I work, how I engage with the world. Like it's in, there's a drop of it in it all. Yep. Really, really. And then it's kind of the thing that I want the most. Yes. Which I, if I know I have the walls, like I, I, I work with a lady and she's like, you are a Russian doll, man. <laughs> Seven yeah. walls deep. Like you got to have like a nuke. You got to have like a wall climber. You got to have dynamite <laughs> to get through. My vetting system is insane. I have people willing to like do whatever they like they're patient they're cool but like it t- it comes down to me allowing people to be let in and then me letting them through my walls and it's yeah. it's a tricky process right and it's like well why don't you want to let them in oh because people are fucking weird man <laughs> and i have been fooled in the past right like they're everyone always has yeah. a valid excuse like if you really start talking to people i'm mm-hmm. sure you get it more than anyone mm-hmm. like you start going into the fears and then there's like well this happened to verify this fear so like yeah, yeah i'm gonna keep exactly. this here there's that real lived experience where it's like i love people so much and people are the most terrifying thing to me because you can't control it they can mess with you in a real way, like in a real way and cause danger. And and I have found it just to be like safer, just to yeah. do my, I trust myself. I trust myself. I trust like my family. You know, what's interesting about that though is like, see like if, and like, I do believe that you trust yourself, but if you don't trust others, what is that really saying? I have been working on this and it it it's it's saying that like I before I would be more avoidant mm-hmm. because I didn't trust myself to speak my truth yes. in those situations. So this year has been a highly confrontational year where I'm like having to have difficult conversations with people. I love that. And um it sucks. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard, honestly. Like I mean, I understand that completely, but like that's actually come up quite recently where people say I have trust issues or I don't trust people. I'm like, well, really what that means is you don't trust yourself. To to do what is right for you in the moment. Yeah. Which is always a freaking hard conversation, right? Yeah. Like it, it, everything in life comes down to, are you capable of having a very confronting, difficult, honest conversation? And a lot of the times people aren't really ready for that. Like in a real way, like we'll have mm-hmm. a fight or we'll like talk behind people's back or just like yeah. dip out and ghost people. I've done that a million times. <laughs> but like the honest, like the woman yeah. in me who I'm becoming, I mm-hmm. know that the key to all of this is like you freaking eat the frog first. Like what I said, like you go to the thing that you're most avoiding. You have the difficult yeah. conversation and let the chips fall however they may fall. 
And usually it is in a bit of, it always kind of is a little bit of destruction. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. It, it is okay. Pardon the interruption. Today's episode is brought to you by Open. You guys, you already know by now how much I love this app. I've talked about it before. It's stunning. It looks beautiful. It's the only app that offers breath work and meditation and movement all in one. It's like a one-stop shop. But um, what I really love about the Open app is that it makes these daily practices like breath work and meditation and movement way less intimidating. You are literally, it's like someone's holding your hand, walking you through these processes. You can pick the availability of time, where you want to go, what you want to meditate to. It's like a real a personal teacher sitting with you doing these things. The classes feel natural. It feels like, like I said, like you are in the room with someone just for you. And it's easy to kind of implement these things to create a daily ritual and routine around these practices that really enhance your life. So I try to do one class each morning to set the tone for my day, but I also reach for the app whenever I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or ungrounded or before a podcast. So using the classes on open, I tend to feel relaxed, energetic, grounded, creative, optimistic. If it's before bed, I feel like Oh, I'm ready to sleep now. It's just, it's amazing. They have something for everything. So if you are feeling overwhelmed or out of touch with your body or scattered mind, please download the open app right now. Use my code Wesley because you will get 30 days free. So you get to try it out. You get to see if you enjoy it as much as I do, which I know you will. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it. So you can visit withopen.com slash Wesley or use code Wesley after downloading on your mobile device and you will get 30 days free of unlimited live and on-demand breathwork, meditation, and movement classes. Thank you so much to Open for sponsoring today's episode. Let's get back to the show. And the interesting thing, right, is like we usually try and avoid the thing, but it actually makes our life harder. Like your fear does the exact thing that you don't want it to do. That you're actually in avoiding it, like create, it builds momentum of that shit. Yeah, right. It's like, well, if I don't want to, like, for example, I don't want to get in a relate, and I can speak to this too, right? It's like, I don't want to get in a relationship because I'm afraid of being hurt. Mm -hmm. So what would I rather do? I'm going to end it or not get in it deeply or not show myself fully. Be superficial. And so then I essentially end the relationship or don't get the relationship I want. So it's actually giving me the exact thing that I didn't want to happen. So that's what's important people to know is like, if you make a decision out of fear, you're subconsciously or consciously choosing the thing that you didn't want to happen. Uh Creating it. Yeah. Like an example is me and you relate on this. Like I definitely have a fear of being seen. Yes. So it's like, well, but we also know we already shared the thing about desire and I texted you this and I learned, I was like, because I know every fear is associated with a desire. And mm-hmm. you said it so perfectly. Is that the fear of being seen as a desire of being fully heard and understood? Like being known. And being known. That's what it is. That's such a thing. Like, I, I want to be known. Like, that's my truth. Yeah. And it's like, but we have to be seen to be able to do that. I know. And so it's like, well, I want to be known, but I don't want to be seen. So if I listen to the fear side of hiding myself, then I'm not known. So mm-hmm. that's me choosing not what I want. Mm-hmm. So I have to go into the fear. I have to go eat the frog and put myself out there to be known. And it is not 
fun. <laughs> it's just yeah. not for real. Like, I think that that's important to say is mm-hmm. like, and it's so funny. I was talking to him before. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what do you think, Ben, about, because right now I'm all about safety in the body. And then it's this funny conundrum of to get the life that you want, you actually have to stretch yeah. that felt sense of safety in the body and do what you're highly, highly uncomfortable with and which will evoke like a trauma r- response in your body at times. Yeah. It's it's like, it really is tricky work because it can feel counterintuitive because both are important, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to, in in my opinion, it feels like a deep level of self-awareness is necessary to start the process of alchemizing your fear. Correct. Absolutely. It's like a two-part thing. So what do you say to people who are like, well, that makes me feel entirely unsafe. It puts me in a trauma (laughs) response. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a completely nuanced both and answer. Both and. Right. It's like, yes, I need to feel safe, but also, right. It's like, well, Wes feels safe watching Netflix and not texting your friends. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel safe not putting myself out there. It's like, but really what we desire is deep connection and to be known. So, well, then I have to practice the the things to, to eventually be comfortable with what I'm uncomfortable with. In small way, like In baby small. steps? So it's essentially just like, yeah, like, because you can re-traumatize yourself by doing something way, 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 way out of your comfort zone. Okay. Right? Because like, why you stay in your comfort zone is also because of fear, right? So it's like, what are your edges that you're pushing? Or I like, I don't necessarily like the word pushing because that can, sounds forceful. I prefer the word like expanding. Mm. It's like more of like a gentle expansion, which it's still uncomfortable of what what is my edge. So if like, I don't have to completely bear my soul to like online right away just because it's like, and you could like if, that works for you. Like, for example, I, like when I quit my job, that was definitely one of those moments. You shared that publicly? No, just like I didn't ease into it. Oh, okay. Oh, like gotcha. it was just a full leap of like, I literally have no plan, but I'm just <laughs> going to figure it out. And like at some point, like that did feel really unsafe, but like, I know that was just the only way that for me personally, that I was going to be able to figure it out. Cause like my personality isn't the, let me do this half and half. I'm a very much like an all in person, all in person. Um, but developing like that safety is really important. Like one of my examples is I remember when Belle and I, when we were starting to get like closer is like, I literally had visceral reactions of fear. Like I was looking. Of her or being with her. So it was being with her and the thought of being abandoned. Yeah. So my fear of abandonment was, and the interesting thing is, is that what you said, like we, because it's what we feel ironically safe and it's our normal, like we feel safe with it and it's our normal, we will try and recreate that. Mm -hmm. And because how fear works is like, it wants to look for anything that's wrong so it can protect us and defend ourselves. So in this moment, with Bell, right, is like, I'm literally looking for things that are wrong so I can feel safe to like 
you know, dip. protect and like, uh, you dip before she dips. Yeah. It's that thing. And people do that all the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's fear. Like I don't want to be hurt. So I'd rather do it first cause I can control uh-huh. it and it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. But I decided there was one moment. I remember it like viscerally. I was like, I've done this before. I'm done doing this. Like, yes, I might be hurt and abandoned, but I'm not going to be the one to do it. Like, I'm not going to self-abandon anymore. And honestly, that's what, like, that was like a huge shift. And there was two moments, like we had, there were initiations for sure of, they weren't technically a big deal, but to my fear, they were a huge deal. And I was literally like shiv- like convulsing in bed. Really? Like my body was like shaking. Really? Because I was having like a trauma response of like, uh, like. Yes. I mean, I wasn't like an exorcism, but I was like You know, you, the energy shaking. in the body, yeah. And so fortunately for me, right, I was like, okay, like, yes, I feel this thing. And I'm just going to like breathe through it. And like, it doesn't mean it wasn't like easy, but I was at least had some awareness that like, this is what was happening. Mm-hmm. And but just allowing myself to be in that was the thing instead of like trying to avoid it or numb it or hide from it in other ways. Mm-hmm. I was like, I literally like have to go through this and it's crazy how like me and her laugh at what I was triggered by because it was really small in comparison of what it is, you know, the truth of it. It's always the small things. Yeah. It's the small things that keep us complacent. It's the time. It's mm. the not texting at one o'clock. <laughs> That's this. Yeah. It's stupid. Like really when it boils yeah. down to like, mm-hmm. it's all the tiny, tiny, tiny things. But you know what? It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm. It can keep you so, it keeps your life the exact same. Yeah. Right. It's does the, like you don't want my life. It is. It's such a, it's like such a big illusion that like, well, I don't want to do this thing because I don't want something bad to happen, but I'm going to do the thing that creates the same circumstance that I don't want. Yeah. Because ironically, that feels safe to me. My friend Jess, she's on the show. She says mm. to feel it all. So mm-hmm. she went through cancer. That was like the biggest fear initiation you can experience. Like mm-hmm. you fear your life is is in question. I mean, you're literally grappling with like the thought, the idea of death. And she said the only way she got through that journey was to feel it. And everyone else around her, doctors, surgeons were like, take a pill, take a pill, take a pill here, numb out, just go to bed, go to bed. And something in her was like, I think I have to feel this to heal this. And even I, even I was like, oh, you're going through a lot. Like you don't have to feel it all right now. (laughs) Like numb out, holy shit, numb, take the numb button. (laughs) You do not have to feel all this that you're feeling so much. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Ben, nothing like watching her changed me. Watching someone walk through their fear in like awareness, in pain, because fear does elicit pain in the body, yeah. in the mind, and in the heart. Yep. Like you willingly kind of just take that on and you choose to kind of feel it all. And you say this, I mean, he says this in in, in the who's the guy that you said, Joseph Campbell? Joseph Campbell, yeah. It it like literally is the treasures that we seek. Yeah, it's literally the thing you desire is within it. And so I, how has your life changed? Me? Yes. Of this practice? Of, or? Do, of living, embodying this and working <laughs> with people. It's it's funny. I mean, there's many levels of it of like, because it has become my normal, 
it's I don't realize it's my normal until I come back to Utah, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> and it's like, um, and then I'm really grateful for it. But it's truly like, I mean, I can't even imagine. There's always been this kind of side of me, but now I can put words to it. Is like, I used like I I used to say like I had this desire to be great or to be like special or whatever. Oh, that's a big desire. Of mine. Yeah, right. But now it's like for me is just like accessing my full self is really what that means. So it's like I can't imagine not doing the thing because I wouldn't. I don't know. Like I just can't picture not being not soaking up life or fulfilling and becoming who I really am. Mm-hmm. And if I do listen, of course I still, you know, don't do everything that I'm afraid of because I'm a human and there's, you know, time and levels and layers of it always, but it's completely different because it actually makes your life easier, which is different of what you mentioned like it makes your life harder yeah there's this other quote that says i forgot the who said it but it's um easy choices hard life and hard choices easy life. easy life yeah i've seen that right so it's yeah. like and what i equate that to is what we deem as hard choices or the hard conversation or sending the text or feeling it all Mm-hmm. actually makes your life easier because now Jess like has that sense of freedom that most people don't have True, because she was willing to do the quote unquote hard thing. But to me, it actually makes it easy. Like my mind is really practical. So it's like, Oh, like the hard thing actually makes my life easy. So it's actually the easy thing. It's kind of like a, a hack. Yeah. Do the thing you don't want to do the most first. <laughs> yeah. And then life really kind of simplifies itself by nature. I think it's like law. Yeah. Like it just gets out of the way. And it's this interesting thing. Like, I feel like it's even come full circle for me now where it's like, if some people, like if they were to come and observe my life right now, they would definitely call me like reckless as far as like, like I don't qu- like work a lot mm-hmm. because in my heart, I know I'm learning a quote unquote new way or what I believe is the original way of just like being myself and not forcing or overworking or hustling or grinding. And it's, so my life or my schedule or even the way I do things, and it still like scares me because it's it's somewhat delusional or not the way that we've been told to well, do things. Well, and there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees. You're experimenting. I truly am experimenting. Uh-huh. Like I know I'm experimenting. And it feels different now as a father for sure. Like when I was by myself, I'd be like, sure, like I can take the consequence, no biggie. But doing it with the family is like, oh, like they feel it too now. But it's in a paradoxical way has even, well, now I have no other choice because I am Mm -hmm. like a father and a provider. It's like, what example do I want to be? It's like, this is the way. Like this isn't like, you don't have to do the thing against your heart. Like you can just be yourself and that's it. Dude, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I tell everyone, so so many people with like us, Bronson and our lives, it was stupid. 
It was, we, it, it was, we were called reckless. Yep. We were moving here and there, mm-hmm. trying this out, starting events, quitting jobs, literally being jobless with three kids. Mm-hmm. And it did, it felt reckless. And it, after 10 years, I was like, you are getting a, you're getting a real job. I remember. It is that. time. I am over this <laughs> shit. Like yeah. enough of this, like my body, it, it really reached its, um, capacity. Yeah. Yeah, where I was like, I, I, I really don't think we can live like this any longer. And Bronson said, give me 64 days. He said the word 64. <laughs> 64. <laughs> it was 64 days because we had like a thing coming up. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, we're not going to make it 64 days. Like, we, we don't, we ha- you have 32 days. And he's like, give me 64. And in the between 64 days, he started Lonely Ghost. And within one month of Lonely Ghost, our entire lives changed for forever. So isn't that, I love, and this is a side note. If you guys are open to it, I'd love to talk to you guys privately or even interview guys about that. Like, cause that's where I feel like I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't done a solo episode about this, but I want to do a solo episode of, about my journey with like even money. Oh, it is. This is fear. Money yes. is fear. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Because it's safety. Or it's freedom. Yeah. It's both, right? It's both. And it's like, it's this weird and like my honest truth, I haven't said this on air yet. Like I've never been more in debt, uh-huh. but I've also never felt more like trusting. Like my ego is like, this is stupid, Ben, what are you doing? But like in my heart, I'm like, f- first, my relationship with death completely changed. Like I don't believe it's evil mm-hmm. by any means. It's actually a useful tool if you know what to do. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, it's just like this weird thing, kind of like with you, like I know it's like technically reckless, but I know it's the only option mm-hmm. of like trusting this thing that's like, I can feel it and see it. I don't know when or how exactly, but it's just trusting again and again and again. And more and more and more for yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah. For forever. Exactly. It's it's. But then you're yeah. so right. This is the cave and the treasure thing. Yeah. Because once you get to that point, that tipping mm-hmm. point where it like actually you 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 cross the barrier of whatever your personal barrier is mm-hmm. and you get to the other side. And if you ask him or I or even our children, like we could never, never go back. There will, will never be an existence. Everything could go away tomorrow. And I would never get a nine to five job. Exactly. I would always find a way to do, because the freedom of what, being in charge of our life, the responsibility is enormous. And the sovereignty is even more enormous. And I would give nothing up for the sovereignty we feel with how we choose our hours and our time and our energy. And we're working as hard or harder than anyone with a job. Like it's not Mm -hmm. like a level of work or devotion or whatever, or energy. Like it's all there. But being in charge of your own life is the thing people are, are most afraid of. And that's boom, Wes. Like that's exactly what I'm about to say is like, because it feels safer to not mm-hmm. take, have that responsibility. So like, Daddy syndrome, sky daddy, <laughs> boss daddy. Everyone is like, yeah. okay, well I'll have a dad, like a, a guy above me. Uh, it feels safe. And it's like, yeah, like I can't imagine. It was actually a really cool experience. I'm, I told Belle is actually earlier this year. And to clarify, like the debt that I'm in is like reinvesting in like business debt and like mm-hmm. certain business deals that haven't gone the way I thought or whatever. But it's, I remember telling, I was like, you know, like I'm fully prepared. Like if I need to, I would go get, I called it a regular job. Mm-hmm. And then 
this is the importance of a partner. It's, and she's like, well, you do have a regular job. And then she's like, and I won't let you because you're too gifted. Love that. And I literally like melted. I was like, oh, like that's true partnership. Yeah, it yeah. was because yeah. so many people are not doing the thing because of their own fear. Right. And it's so important to have like that aligned. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like having like alignment in partnership, you literally magnify each other to for the good or the bad. Yeah. Like so it, it's gotta be good. Yeah. You lift or drag each other down. Like I didn't understand until actually being in it. And now I can see other ways of it affecting people. I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful because it is, I mean, but of course, like we still have our own fear and like levels of safety of, yeah, it's crazy. Like it really is. But like you said, like, I don't like having that responsibility and that freedom. Mm -hmm. I see no other option. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the only way that, because this is true, like creation and true experimenting and like, this is becoming for me. I love that word, becoming. Yeah, because it's like we, I believe, right? It's like we're remembering or becoming who we already are. So it's not me. This is me just being myself and allow myself the grace to figure it out, not to have like, I need to be a millionaire like now. Well, and it says something about you, Ben, to be a yeah. man because fear work requires a certain level of vulnerability. I love vulnerability. And, and women are kind of good at this, even though it's hard for us still, it's hard. It's different for men. It's true. And, and I just think that it's beautiful what you're doing. It's service. Like you're in a service field. You are, you're offering services and to be held and seen and, and to have it be talked so openly like this, where it's not, there is nothing to be ashamed of. It's like you said, it's wired in us. We're all yeah. dealing with it and we're taught to mask it deeply, but just having conversations like this, I think illuminate it for a lot of men, like how many men are operating out of duty instead of desire and Ooh. fear. It's duty. Hold on. I love like, cause there's the balance of that, but I love that could be like a men's program or something like mm -hmm. duty versus desire. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of programming that can go into those words, but like the energy of like what you say it of like, instead of doing the thing that you know, your heart and soul is here to do. And, and then you're doing something that is like completely soul sucking. And the, again, the irony of it is like, well, if you're quote unquote, the head of the household, that trickles down mm -hmm. and like everyone else feels it, whether they're aware of it or not. And then they see that's like, you have to do something that's literally against your heart to have a good life. Yep. To, to prosper, to be in love, to be in peace and joy and fulfilled is like, so. To be in self-expression. Yeah. How many men don't get to live a life of self-expression? A lot. Wes. It's a, a lot. lot. It actually, it's like saddening to me. It is. Saddening. It really is sad. Because, yeah, I think they're coming online. And in a way, I'm hearing mm -hmm. men talk about their lives differently. Like in the past three years, the conversations are expanding and it's opening and it's so good to hear. But I still know there's so much to do with men. So that's why yep. I think it's really good that you are a man in this space. We hear a lot of females talking about fear. and But like you are, you're bringing it into not even the lens of business, but you're looping in how to cultivate like a real life full of desire 
while we have to grapple with our fear mm-hmm. and making it work for everyone, including your families. Like you're, sh- you're kind of the proof, like you're showing away, you're figuring it out. Ooh, I just got chills. Yeah, it's like, and that's the thing is, I know I'm still very much learning what I'm supposed to be an example of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's even just a helpful tip for people is like, like literally you are learning the thing now that you will then teach or guide or mm-hmm. whatever later. Mm-hmm. And like, I just know that like in my bones that I feel it's like, I'm learning something really, really important right now. And again, this back to this experimenting thing of instead of I will be happy and rich when I retire is like, I am happy and rich now. And then the rest will follow. Yeah. And like, even one thing that Bill and I have done is since we had our baby boy Kingston is like, because she used to work and then so her habit is working but then it's it's scary to let go of that even though what we desire is like she works for you know play and pleasure and like has passive incomes but not out of a need Mm -hmm. place and so to let go of that feels scary because it's like oh well like you know two or three thousand dollars a month feels safer but that's not really what we desire Mm -hmm. and so we have to create the space of the unknown of the uncomfortable of you don't have to force or need anything. Like I promise this will not only just be taken care of, like things will like thrive and prosper, but we have to let go of the way of like just getting by for that to happen. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about the fear alchemy course. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we've already essentially talked about it just in a you kind of took me through somewhat of the process, right? <clears throat> yeah. So it's, so my assault, we were talking offline about um, human design. So if you guys know human design, I'm a projector and projectors tend to be really good at observing and asking questions and seeing people. And if you look back at my life, even just what I just mentioned about, I'm learning something now for later, I was literally being prepared and you talked about um, with about this with Rory too on last week's podcast about like how everything's preparing you for the perfect yeah, thing yeah. of like, I, it's just weird. Like all the crazy things that I was naturally drawn to. And even in the corporate world, like my favorite cor- corporate thing was coaching people mm-hmm. and having conversations with people. Like I was the weird boss who like, you actually wanted to know your employees. Yeah, like, <laughs> you are the weird boss. Right. It's like, you wanted I, to know them. Yeah. Like I wanted to like, like our 10 minute follow up turned into like an hour. Because, <laughs> cause I was like, you know, just like, I want to know that you're like happy. Like tell me about your life instead of just like hit the number, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was always asking questions. So why I say that is because, and then once I just, once I discovered that superpower and then once I finally discovered, oh, like this is something I'm actually really good at, which is like navigating and feeling and reprogramming and alchemizing fear. Like it comes really naturally for me. And that's actually even in my human design too. And so it's taken me a while to figure out essentially like an algorithm or a process for it Mm -hmm. because I do it pretty naturally. And so now after a few years of like coaching people and walking people through it, I'm like, oh, this literally is a thing that works every single time. And so I developed 
essentially all the questions that I ask, I developed a series of prompts mm -hmm. and 10 foundational fears. So through all the work that I've done, I've discovered that there's usually 10 fears that people come across. Like core ones. Core. And, they're and then all, they have like probably little branches. <laughs> they're all connected. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they're all intertwined, right? It's like one is a fear of money. One is a fear of control. But really it's like, you actually have a, some people might have a fear of not having money because it's their sense of control. Mm -hmm. So they're all interconnected. You know, yeah. like I have a fear of love, but really it could be a fear of abandonment or I have a fear of failure, but really it's a fear of success. So it's like, it's, I'm starting to call it like a fear algorithm. So you go through and it's, I'm honestly so proud of how it's come out is that it's designed, especially for like a self-guided course, not just, it's not me just like talking at you. <clears throat> there is an aspect of me, like, here's what fears and what you need to know about it. But it takes you through an experience. Like you have to be willing and you have to be brave, but it allows you to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It allows you to discover, oh, what am I afraid of and why? Here's the root of it. And then sweet, here's how to reprogram it and become free from it. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's, I mean, and one of my actually fears creating it is like, well, how can I create the same experience if I'm not there one-on-one? -on -one? Uh huh. And, but looking at that, that was actually my need for validation. Oh. <clears throat> like, cause then I get the dopamine of like, I'm the yes, one, I'm the one who helped you it. and saved you. Oh my gosh. So, so it's even coming up for you in this course. Always. How fun, and it will never end. Yeah. It's like when I was recording the course, actually my, and this is a video, like a bonus video in the course, like <clears throat> I actually had like a, like a grieving session because I talk about each fear. And when I started talking about the fear of abandonment, like mm -hmm. I couldn't talk and I started shaking and then I started crying mm -hmm. because that was like, I needed to process that mm -hmm. because my fear was like, because I have this pressure that if this isn't successful, then love will be taken from me. Yeah. And so I was like, I had to process that real time for other people to, you know, have their own breakthroughs. So yeah, it's been really cool. Like people have had, you know, they've done years of therapy. Like we had one person who she didn't even realize, like the story goes is that she was, when she was in elementary, if she didn't do well at school, then she would be beaten mm -hmm. or abused by her mom. And so she would essentially be really <clears throat> like anxious and like fearful when talking to new people and like in perfor performance mm -hmm. kind of situations. And she's done like years of therapy and coaching and stuff, but she never realized that like her fear of public speaking was rooted back to that. And like talking to new people was that because she was, and that's a very good reason to be afraid of that. Like you need to protect yourself from being abused. And so walking through the prompts, which honestly, Wes, it still blows my mind that people can do this by themselves. Yeah. But that's what I believe, right? Is like everyone's powerful and has the tools inside of them. They we just, are our own most powerful healers. Exactly. We just need some guidepost people, you know, yep. like this, like this is this having conversations like this spark that desire. If it's, if, if people are listening and it, and something in you is lit up about this and equally afraid, it's probably for you. <laughs> It probably means something like that's what it means.
It means that your body and your developmental state, wherever you are right now, is probably like, oh, gotta, gotta probably cross that bridge. Maybe it'd be beneficial. Maybe it might be fun. Maybe it might be really scary. I like that you say the word guidepost. Yeah. Because I usually, like, how I look at it is like fear is a compass. Meaning it's like, it's literally showing me where to go from, like, my next level of expansion. Mm-hmm. And so like I said, guidepost and like, it's not that you're making fearful decisions and worshiping fear. It's that like, oh, there's a nugget. There's the treasure. Like the thing that I actually want more than anything is like shielded, like going back to your seven layers, right? Of like Mm -hmm. underneath that thing is actually who you are and what you love and what you desire and the most true expression of self. And to go through that is like, you have to go through those protection layers and those protection layers are there because it's keeping you safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's everybody. I'm everybody. No different than that's everybody. Literally every single person. Okay, well, how do we find you? How do we <laughs> find this course? Because I kind of want to do it. Thanks, Wes. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you to to peruse through it. And another cool thing about it is like it's a timeless thing. It's like you can circle back to it time and time again. And it's like a, you can it's literally there for like, oh, I feel afraid of this. So it's like, oh, sweet. Let me go back to it. Or now you have like some tools in your toolbox where you can not just have like what you said of like information. It's like, oh, now I know what to do with it. Yeah. Instead of there's just, like actionable steps, right? That's, yeah. That's what I'm currently obsessed with is like, how is this going to actually like change your life? Yeah. Like, how are you actually going to implement this? Like, what are the tangible results? And so that's my focus is like, how do you truly change your life? How, like, instead of just talk about it, is like, how will it actually shift and like materialize? materialize? So yeah, um, the we're giving your peeps a 10% discount for Wesley. My listeners, yeah. yeah. So if they just use the code Wesley, they'll get 10% off. And I'm pretty sure it'll be in the show notes. But if not, you can go to feeling dashfree.com and it'll be right there. Okay. I'm so excited. So you can just mm-hmm. buy the course. It's audio or it's like a course course, like written. It's both. It's yeah. both. So it's So they have your voice cuz I feel like that's kind <clears throat> of important now. Like they know you. So <laughs> yeah. you're kind of guiding them through this. That's exactly. And then they yeah, have their I'm, own workbook. Yeah. So I'm the guide of like essentially taking you through it. Um very like immersive and, and intuitive. And then yeah, they get like a actual legit guidebook with it so i I recommend saving that or printing it because then you're able to walk through it as i talk through it i love that and then where else can they find you you're uh, the fear guy on instagram yes the fear guy on instagram and then the fear alchemist on podcasts yep the fear alchemist and it's everywhere right podcast or apple spotify the whole game it's been on a slight hiatus right now but I'll get back to it. You soon. have a lot of good things though that they can listen to, like yeah. back. And what's cool is the new, I rebranded the podcast and the way that I've done it is, it hasn't happened with everyone, but it's usually like, I'm asking people like, hey, do you want to explore your own fear? <clears throat> and that's the theory of it, of like, there's been some really, really cool, like honestly successful like writers and YouTubers and Instagram people that's like they've been willing to explore with me so we've actually had conversations and even deeper like crying breakthroughs on it because they're willing to explore 
what they feel, you know, hesitant or fearful about? I think it's a beautiful thing. Does it mean I'm like a sadist that I just love this stuff? <laughs> I love I it. I love it too. Love it. Like, let's mm-hmm. jump into what we hate and just swim in these waters and then come <laughs> out of the waters like a different person. It's a sick, beautiful, twisted thing. And I see the joy in it. And I've reaped the benefits of this work, but I've never gone this specific into fear. So you're kind of illuminating my next little little Thanks, wise. stone to walk down. I mean, you've talked about it a lot and- like if people don't know, not like obviously like this, but you've mentioned it quite a few times, even in your episode, I feel like a fanboy right now, but is, I loved your episode with, about playing cards. Oh yeah. <clears throat> because that hit me. I loved what you said of like, are you playing safe or playing small in the name of strategy, but it's actually fear. Yes. I was like, whoa, like that's actually me. I like mm-hmm. even just. I want to post this thing at this time so most people can see it. But it's like, because I think that's strategic, but it's actually a fear-based thing. Yep. So instead of like for you, I loved how you talked about that you're the the face cards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's I such a good thing. I have some power cards that I don't play Yeah. because I'm scared to let people see me in my power Yep. because it might make them feel inferior. Yeah. That is ridiculous and so true. It goes back so probably true. to the, I wonder if that even like the burden thing right there uh-huh. too. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. I got to do this course. <laughs> <laughs> I got to yeah. do the course. Okay. So where can they find it? Yeah. So go to, it's in my link on Insta, on my bio on Instagram, but if you go to feeling-free.com, it'll be right there. Ben Harris, it was a treat. Thank Wes, you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me again. This is truly an honor and special to be back. Yeah. It's a bit of a trippy experience. Like it's a full circle moment. And I truly appreciate it. Yeah, you've grown leaps and bounds. I'm like proud. I'm sitting here thank like you. a proud mama. I watched <laughs> this from two years ago, kind of thank grow you. into what it is. And yeah, I'm excited for you. And you're a dad now. Mm-hmm. Everything's so good. Proud of you. You guys go Thank find you. Ben Harris, the fear guy on Instagram. Listen to his podcast, The Fear Alchemist, and buy his course. We love you. Thank you so much. See you next Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>